computer. Okay, so now I have two mediums going. Nice to see everybody. Um, so uh, welcome to Native Calgarian. I uh, always want to start in a good way. So Oki, Nanago, Meko Cheese, Chestako Maki. My name is Red Thunder Woman. My married English name is Michelle Robinson, and I use she and her pronouns. Native Calgarian is being reported on the lands of the Nisantapi, which are the Blackfoot Confederacy. Blackfoot south of the imposed U.S. Canadian border are the Blackfeet. North of the border are the Siksika, Denai, and Bogani of the Confederacy. These lands are Treaty 7, signed September 22, 1877, with signatures that include Blackfoot Confederacy, Stoney Nakoda, composed of the Wesley, Chinooki, and Bearspaw Nations, and the Dene from Sutina Nation. I acknowledge all First Nation, Métis, Inuit, status, and non-status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands. All non-Indigenous are treaty partners with the Canadian government or British government signing on your behalf. I honour the Blackfoot. I was born in Calgary or in Blackfoot. Mokinstis is Michelle Elliott, another English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Dene. My father is so Canadian that I am a daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and Post status card. I acknowledge my Dene lineage and that I was born in Calgary, but my family is not part of the Treaty 7 signatories. My Dene lineage roots me in the land of the Hare People, also called the Great Bear Lake People in Treaty 11. I'm a native to Turtle Island and my Dene Nation is an area is a visitor to this area of Clinchotine in the Hay in Satudene, meaning many horse towns, which was named after the Calgary Stampede. Uh, land acknowledgements are critical for creating a safer place for Indigenous, as well as honoring the host as the guest and honoring your role as a treaty partner. My humblest apologies to the Blackfoot elders and language keepers as I try to learn proper pronunciation. Any mistakes or misinterpretations are on me. I encourage questions so that misunderstandings can be cleared up as soon as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous, but I share what I know as I walk down my red road. If you're experiencing emotional distress after anything I talk about today or want to talk, call the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness Helpline at 1-855-242-3310. It is toll free and open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And non-Indigenous, there are distress lines in your area too. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support. I want to say thank you to my previous donors for already showing your support to my show. If you value listening and can afford to give, thank you. To those who cannot afford to give but, give, but listen in, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com, where you can send in your comments or questions. I'm also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And I want to give a shout out to my super loyal donors, Adam, Alexandria, Beatrice, Brian, Diana, Celine, uh, Jocelyn, Judy, Karen, Kenna, Leah, Marisa, Natalie, Nathan, Rebecca, The Sprawl, Tiffany, Vanessa, and Veronica. So first, I want to say thanks again for tuning in. Um, it's Mother's Day, and the roots of Mother's Day are focused on peace and justice. Um, and Calgary has a really important day on Wednesday, and uh, tomorrow is the last day for a submission. So I'm really going live in hopes that somebody is watching this and realizes that um, as a person with straight cis privilege or maybe as a, a person actually marginalized by um, straight cis privilege, that you might want to put in your submissions, which are welcome from out of town as well. Um, 
to the city website. Now, Katie Lang has posted a, a link to it. Um, I actually originally seen Hillhurst United Church and um, Town Rocker, who uh, they are working on affirming connections, which is LGBTQ2 plus friendly um, information for Christianity. And um, that information is out there because we have, you know, people trying to shut down this uh, resolution that the city is putting forward on Wednesday. But in order to submit, in order to present, you know, the deadline is Monday. So I'm hoping that somebody somewhere is watching this and goes, oh my God, I got to quit watching Michelle and I have to go do my submission immediately to the city of Calgary so that we can ban conversion therapy because um, it's detrimental to everyone. So I'm going, I put in a request to talk for five minutes. We'll see if they let me speak. Um, so if you are not from Calgary, if you're going to miss uh, Wednesdays or if I'm unable to speak, I want it to be known what it is I would say to stop this and to ban conservative uh, uh, conversion therapy. Oh, Freudian slip, I think not. <laughs> so Freud actually was the jerk face that started this whole conversion therapy. So my hope to the present to do a presentation is uh, it'll go like this. O'Keefe, I acknowledge the city of Calgary to be on the lands of the Nisitapi and this area known as Mokinsis and Klinchotine Indahe in my language. Uh, the indigenous community, which includes the indigenous two spirit, transgender, LGBTQ community and straight cis have faced and continue to face many toxic trauma-inducing Western interventions, including Western medicine and including Western mental health bias as a result of Western indoctrination and conversion therapy. The gender binary was forced on these lands with a new culture that imposed many things, including English. In my language, we did not have she or he. We only used they and them. In a time of reconciliation, where we acknowledge the harms done to Indigenous people across Turtle Island, we must acknowledge the attempted erasure of Indigenous people and our culture through Western indoctrination, resulting in genocide. Colonial violence, as well as racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia against women, girls, and 2S, which is two-spirit, LGBTQQIA plus people, have been embedded in everyday life, whether it is through interpersonal forms of violence through institutions like the healthcare system and the justice system, or in laws, policies, and, and structures of Canadian society. This, the result has been that many Indigenous people have grown up normalized to violence, while Canadian society shows an appalling apathy to addressing the issue. The National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls finds that this amounts to genocide. And this is in their inquiry report if you haven't seen it before so and this um, there is a PDF online if you haven't read it while these conversations are very difficult they are needed to stop genocide oh I'm like a moron I just lost my horn. there the everyday violence indigenous in Calgary are facing the significance of violence against indigenous uh, two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, um, adronitous, uh, and intersectional people in Calgary cannot be understated. I urge all 
to read the report and implement the 231 calls to justice in the National Inquiry Report with a specific emphasis on pages 447 to 471, understanding distinctive experiences of danger in the lives of two-spirit LGBTQ plus people and pathway to violence, lack of will, and insufficient institutional responses, which includes a section on negligent treatment from healthcare providers and reporting gaps in mental health services in volume 1A. In volume 1B, the calls to justice specific to two-spirit LGBTQ2 plus are uh, 18.1 and all the way to 18.32 on pages 214 to 218, which are also public in page 100 of the executive summary. Um, I want to bring particular focus to call to justice 18.17. We call upon all governments, all levels of government, service providers and educators to fund and support the re-education of communities and individuals who have learned to reject two-spirit, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning, people or who deny the importance of history and contemporary place within communities in ceremony and to address transphobia and homophobia in communities, for example, with anti-transphobia and anti-homophobia programs, to ensure cultural access for two-spirit, gay, lesbian, transgender, Q plus people. And that's in the executive summary. Continuing the use of conversion therapy in the city of Calgary will be the opposite direction of call to justice 18.17 of the National Inquiry Report. Within the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report released in 2015, read and implement the 200, or sorry, the 94 calls to action, which conservatively translated to the White Goose Flying Report for Calgary specific recommendations that have yet to be fully realized. These calls to, these are calls that all Canadians are to take responsibility and includes understanding, respecting, and listening to the two-spirit LGBTQ2 community. We must ban con conversion therapy as a way to show we hear and see their struggles listed in the calls to justice and the calls to action. And then I signed it, uh, Michelle Robinson, uh, Fatu Denny, co-chair of the MMIWG2 Calgary Committee, co-founder of Voices, auntie, cousin, and mom to trans and questioning Indigenous family. Um, yeah, so, if you are a regular listener, you know that these issues matter to me. Um, last year, about this time, I had my cousin Callie on, and um, this would have been shortly after some family experience of seeing what the shelters are really like for uh, trans youth, and that really affected me and impacted me in a really um, ugly way, but it showed me the need for advocacy when it comes to these issues. So that's my big message today, is that if you um, consider yourself an ally to Indigenous, that you, um, you know, put in your submission and uh, contact the City of Calgary. So that, that way, um, our Indigenous youth that identifies to spirit LGBTQ2+, are more protected. Um, for my podcast, I want to say thank you to Vincent for the feedback on getting on Spotify. So there's a process, and we put in our submission and they have to review it to see if we qualify. Um, now, when I first started this podcast, immediately I was given an 18 plus category. Now, 
I don't know if I've swore yet up to this moment, but I find that hysterically funny because I, I always attribute that with porn, but I guess I'm just 18 plus information. So I'm assuming that's what Spotify is um, trying to determine, um, which I'm just going to assume I am, you know, 18 plus category. Anyway, it gives me permission to swear and more. Although I don't, I don't like to swear because I think that leads down the road of, um, uh, you know, well, not just poor grammar, but also that bigger picture of like violent language is, is violence. And I, I, I want to avoid that. Um, so, and another person actually contacted me to tell me that there was like an, um, a tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock in the background of Jesse Wentz's interview. So as a result of that constructive feedback, we were also able to fix that up. So I'm hoping people will go listen to Jesse and uh, give us some feedback on that. Uh, something I just came across was a call to action reconciliation with Indigenous women in the federal justice and correctional systems, a report of the Standing Committee of the Status of Women. That came out in 2018, but that I hadn't read it quite yet. So I had just shared that if you're interested in learning more. No real conversation about LGBTQ2 plus in there though. So that was a, a bit of a deficit I, I thought was in there. Anyway, really short podcast today. Um, again, I'm encouraging everybody to be a good ally if you are straight and cis like me and uh, contact the city immediately. And if you are um, non-Indigenous, to read the MMIW inquiry calls to justice on this issue for Two-Spirit and LGBTQ2 plus uh, Indigenous people, because I've actually found, and um, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to Kevin Allen for, um, you know, stories of gay Calgary, how our past matters. Uh, you know, settler colonial, relationships they they tell part of the story um and i'm really hoping that we can start telling all of the story and um the inquiry report actually does tell part of that story if especially if you're unsure how um the report is somehow related to issues of um, lgbtq2 plus it's again that intersectional lens that a lot of people miss anyway indigenous have been talking about the issues sharing our traumas in reports commissions and in public hearings just so it can be regularly disregarded no more honor the words honor the treaties listen to politicians in their policies and platforms if they do not recognize the marginalized in their budget with gender equity plus if they are cutting violence prevention programs and services indigenous education uterus health choices um, funding for lgbtq plus and gay straight alliances know that your vote to that party is directly negatively impacting marginalized people, demand that they implement the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action, the recommendations of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, the multiple reports on child welfare reform and violence prevention, and now 231 calls to justice from the National Inquiry on missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit. Denying those reports is a form of abuse called gaslighting, our people are experiencing extreme racism in the educational, justice, and health institutions with multiple reports that say the same thing. Demand change from election platforms and politicians. They do not understand colonialism, racism, privilege, and sexism. They literally have zero business running. This should be understood by all parties and or local politicians, community organizations, nonprofits, sports, uh, churches, a really great article that I said out loud in episode 62 is Truth Before Truth, 
how non-Indigenous Canadians become allies. Um, I want to continue by putting cultural safety into action so that you can create a safer space for Indigenous people, people of colour, those who, with a disability, LGBTQ2+, look at it as first aid for marginalization, uh, do something. Having good intentions is not enough. Um, being kind is not going to stop racism, so you're going to have to put a little more effort there. Uh, take action to create change. Speak out against racism. Ask questions with those with more understanding. Find allies and create a support system for yourself so that you can advocate for culturally support or culturally safe approaches. Um, take responsibility for your own learning. Read, reflect. I mean, I, you know, I'm straight and cis. I'm reading this. Um, you know, I'm reading this. I have multiple books. I have a book club. Uh, there's podcasts. There's documentaries. So much information is out there. So take some responsibility for your own learning. Read, reflect, ask questions. Don't always expect this learning to come from Indigenous people, but chances are the moment you try to Google or to ask a question to an Indigenous person, if you were just to copy that and cut it and Google it, I'm sure you would find your answer. Uh, take time for self-reflection. Be aware of your own assumptions, assumptions and biases. And I'll give you an example of that, where you constantly um, assume the government and police have your best interest at, at heart and then disregard Indigenous people. That's bias. So question your assumptions and biases. Question everything you've learned about Indigenous people and take steps to actively disrupt those stereotypes. Commit to lifelong learning. Be prepared to be uncomfortable. Understanding colonialism and the legacy of racism is an ongoing and difficult task. And you can go to heretohelp.bc.ca, um, Indigenous People, Volume 11, What is Indigenous Cultural Safety and Why I Should Care About It, if you want to read what I just said. Um, lateral violence or internalized racism is another form of violence that Indigenous or marginalized people experience by the structure of racism imposed on these lands, like Indian Act, Indian Residential Schools, other land clearing policies. Um, there's lots of information on internalized racism. If you were to Google it, and I found a really good resource by Donna Bevins for racialequitytools.org, what is internalized racism? Because even I was guilty of um, internalized racism and I wasn't, I didn't know what it was. So, um, and I think every person of color that has been raised in uh, white supremacy needs to, you know, really do a lot of self-reflecting on that and understanding, you know, power dynamics. So when you want to shame another person of, of um, in, in your community, there's internalized racism and uh, lateral violence coming from the place of that. Oh, I should give a quick shout out to um, um, Cowboy Smith. He has uh, Red X Talks. That's another resource for folks that are interested in learning about Indigenous people. If you look up Red X Talks, you'll see um, Cowboy Smith had put a, together some wonderful speakers that talk about Indigenous experience from our point of view. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to um, American Friends Service Committee who put out a do's and don'ts for bystander intervention so that uh, people who witness uh, racism or any other form of oppressive um, instances like in public, so you're seeing somebody saying, hey, you know, you brought this here. 
because uh, we're in COVID-19 times or, you know, making a um, trans joke or an Indigenous joke or anything like that. Um, if you witness public instances of racism, anti-Black, anti-Muslim, anti-trans or other forms of oppressive interpersonal violence and harassment, here are some tips on how to be safer. One, make your presence known. I think that a lot of people, uh, when they recognize that people are paying attention to um, somebody's crap, they assume that they want to be on their side, but they're wrong. Um, make eye contact with the person being harassed. Ask them if they want support, if you feel comfortable doing so. Um, move closer to the person being harassed. If you um, are at risk, of course, don't, but try to create a barrier or create distance between the uh, attacker and the person being harassed. So when I say attacker, I know some people are like thinking fist fights, but sometimes it's just that jerk off who's always given a negative side eye or all the way to, you know, verbal harassment and God forbid somebody's punching someone. Do take cues from the person being harassed. Is the person engaging with the harasser or not? Um, making suggestions. Do you want to walk with me over here? Do you want to move to another train car with me? Would you like for this person to leave you alone? Follow their lead. Notice if the person being harassed is resisting in their own way and honor that. Especially white folks, don't tone police um, the person being harassed. Follow up with the individual being harassed after the incident is over and see if they need anything else. And one thing I always encourage is people to give their business card or write your name and your number to validate their experience, but also if they do choose, uh, choose to talk about it later or to um, um, report it later, you have you are that witness for that person. Um, do keep both of you safe. Assess your uh, surroundings. Are there other people that you can pull in? Working as a team is a better idea if, if possible. Just remember, you might be that person that person is getting um, uh, targeted by that you two become a team. So. My hope is that you will see the strength in um, always standing up for another person. Don't call the police. For many communities experiencing harassment right now, the police can actually cause a greater danger for the person being harassed. So, um, low battery, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, don't escalate the situation. The goal is to get the person to safety not incite further violence from the attacker and that just might be verbal violence from the attacker don't do nothing silence is dangerous it communicates approval and leaves the victim high and dry say like if you're in a meeting and nobody somebody says something really stupid and racist and hurtful and nobody says anything what are you communicating to me that it is okay to be racist in this meeting if you find yourself too nervous or afraid to speak out Move closer to the person being harassed and communicate your support with your body. Teach your kids about accountability in a positive way because these kids are learning it from somewhere. If you're experiencing emotional distress and want to talk, call the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness helpline at 1-855-242-3310. It is still free and open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you are non-Indigenous, there are distress lines that are excited to talk to you. Um, Violence is my everyday reality. Every Indigenous generation has faced it. That's why I started this podcast, to speak freely, without interruption, without tone police, without leadership shaming, without gaslighting questions, as many people don't want to hear Indigenous opinion, but certainly want to tell us theirs. And by people who know nothing about Indigenous, know nothing about colonialism, know nothing about the constant surveillance of Indigenous people, 
our protests, our vigils, and our rights. Typical microaggressions, people dealing with internalized racism, so they become the gatekeepers that survive off the status quo, or people who are so in their trauma they stop people from doing the good work and deplete personal resources. External and internal racism is an everyday reality for Indigenous people. That's sad why I needed this podcast, but I needed a boundary to be heard. Um, I want to say thank you to my ancestors, my granny, my mom, of what strength looks like through your example. I want to thank my dad for teaching me to be strong and blunt. Uh, my stepmom for showing me what a proud culture is through your Austrian roots. And for teaching me to be a proud Calgarian. It is through you. I am a second generation proud Calgarian. Thank you to my husband, Darcy, for producing and editing this show. On top of being my husband, my childhood friend, father of our child, and support down my journey of the Red Road, he has witnessed decades of racism and sexism. And to our child, who we are blessed to learn from daily, I am honored you chose us. You give me daily accountability to be a better and stronger person. My hope is my daughter, my family will be proud of in the future trying to discuss these present day issues in a way that they can understand down the road. Again, my Patreon account is Native Calgarian, where you can pledge and support. Thank you to Adam, Alexandria, Beatrice, Brian, Celine, Diana, Jocelyn, Judy, Karen, Kenna, Leah, Marisa, Natalie, Nathan, Rebecca, The Sprawl, Vanessa, Tiffany, and Veronica. Thank you all for signing up. If you did one donation or many and had to leave for or quit for financial reasons, please know I appreciate your support. If you value listening and can afford to give, thank you. For those that cannot afford to give but listen in, I'd love to hear from you at nataryyc at gmail.com, where you can send in your comments or questions. We are also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and I'm helping. I'll be adding Spotify next week. Um, and I want to end with giving a fat eye to this Calgary rabbit. You're lucky I'm not your dish, and my beautiful cousin would respond, or you'd be in my dish. Thank you for watching. <laughs>